0: Hijack is a British thriller that just came out on Apple TV June 28th. It's about a flight that takes off in Dubai, which is scheduled to land six hours later in London but gets seized by a bunch of terrorists. The first two episodes are titled Final Call and Three Degrees. On this podcast, we like to discuss the most recent installments of a different series every show. Welcome to today's episode.
1: I thought this show was going to be awful. From the trailer, it looked like those Liam Neeson movies that came out in the late 2000s and early 2010s. Had you seen the trailer for it?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, like the Taken series, Nonstop, The Commuter, even mm-hmm. films that didn't star Liam Neeson, like the Taken It 1, 2, 3, I know that was 2009, somewhat Bullet Train as well to yeah. some extent. But even earlier this year, a movie came out called Plane starring Gerard Butler And it had a similar (laughs)
0: premise. Okay, plane. That's one I've never heard of before. Yeah,
1: it was like I think February twenty twenty three. Yeah, but
0: it it all with the hijacking. I assume. Yeah, on a plane.
1: So and so, did you have any expectation? I was I was
0: excited because there have been so many hijacking movies over the years, like you're talking about that plane one, nonstop, Air Force One, Passenger fifty seven, Snakes on a Plane. (laughs) Just kidding, because Snakes on a Plane was well, they are technically hijacking. They're (laughs) definitely hijacking the plane. But uh, can't be pulpy, dumb, action packed, fun. The idea of a six to ten episode show where they could heighten the stakes and the drama on a streaming platform like Apple that could spend up for the big talent and the production. That sounded pretty cool to me. Like, I was on board for it. Um, but I don't think we came out to the same rating.
1: Oh, interesting. Because
0: I ended up liking the show. Yeah. And you didn't come in there wanting to like the show, I uh, yes. just said. Yeah. I had high expectations for it because of Idris Elba and also Apple. And I thought this was probably the worst show of the year. Oh, worst show of the year, (laughs) Yeah, this show to me was the absolute worst. And so it's going to be really interesting to hear our dynamic about it. Um, I felt like it was written by people who didn't know what they were talking about, (laughs) but who liked to think that they did. And that is where the show begins to unwind. You have to turn your brain off in order to enjoy this TV show. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, like suspension of disbelief. I'm totally for, but it can only go so far. Like the best suspension of disbelief is the way that they sell it by making the fiction sound reasonable. Example, in this show, when Captain Robin Allen told the co-pilot that the international code for getting coffee to the cockpit, when he was like clicking on the uh, on the seatbelt sign, sign, yes. And he was like, two clicks counts for code for coffee. Cool. That may or may not be true, probably isn't true, but it sounds plausible enough where I'm willing to give it its birth. But when it comes to the decisions that are made during the hijacking and just the common sense stuff that you know normal people would be watching for, I thought this show was terrible. <laughs> Horrendous. Okay, let's let's jump into it. So. Yes, I only have cons for the episode. So, so when we do good shows and bad shows, the bad shows typically have one moment Where one distinct moment where I can't get over it, you know, where it's like that was the final line. Right. And then I will just highly concentrate on that for the rest of the time. And I just I won't be able to think about anything else. This had five times in the first episode that I want to rage. Only the the
1: first because we watched both of them. So,
0: okay. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. You want me to get into the. Yes. yes, Okay. So the first moment was when the girl found the bullet. All right. So. Mm everybody's gotten on the plane. I didn't have a problem with the first five minutes, okay? Everybody gets on the plane.
1: It cool. kind of reminded me a little bit of Red Eye where before the actual the Killing plot Murphy takes movie. place, yes, the Rachel McAdams yes. movie because you get introduced to so many different characters on the plane before it actually takes off. Yeah, but
0: I'm, I'm kind of saying that as a joke too. Like the first five minutes, if you want to enjoy those, have a, have a fun time. But after that, it sucks <laughs> because the girl gets on the plane, she goes to the bathroom and she finds a bullet in the bathroom next to the sink. Mm-hmm. First, it's never explained why the terrorists even have to go to the bathroom so early early and put their guns together if the plan is to hijack the plane three hours in.
1: It's <laughs> actually true.
0: When yeah. the girl finds the bullet, though, you think, OK, is she going to go to a flight attendant to tell someone or is she going to go back to her seat and tell her friends while well, she goes back to her seat and tells her friends? But then a random dude who I assumed is like their coach or something like I didn't know they, they look to be college age, maybe he's matching uniforms. I thought so, too. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the coach came over and he's like, hey, you're obviously distressed about something. What, what's going on? And, uh, and then she tells him, I found this bullet on the ground. And he's like, great, um, I'm going to go talk to the flight attendant about that. And that's when it's revealed they have no idea who he is. They just decided to start talking to this bloke who out of no apparent reason, walked up to him and knelt down and was like, hey, what's going on? Like, that would be the most scary thing if you just found a bullet. And the fact that they didn't want to go talk to a flight attendant themselves was was also mystifying. This guy ends up being part of the terrorist group. He comes back there and he says, everything's fine. Just don't talk about it anymore. Right. That was the (laughs) first moment where I was just like, that's insane. The second one was since 9-11, cockpits have been fortified, secured, like fucking vaults. Like between the takeoff to the landing, no one's getting in there who's not supposed to be there. As long as the door stays shut, the plane cannot be controlled. And so anybody looking to hijack the plane literally has like no option, but they need to find a way to get in there. So in a show called Hijack, the hijackers, I would think, would have like really thought this one out. Kind of like in Money Heist. One of my... favorite first seasons to anything was how they didn't depend on like the bank manager like with a gun to his head to just open the vault for yeah, them no. because that would have been such a cheap lazy uh, plot device they, they actually had the to end. drill in and it took a lot it was painstaking to do that process this thing it went back to like the old we're going to depend on the hijackers being om- omniscient in understanding that the pilot was having an affair with a flight attendant and just so happened to be in love with her, so much so that if they pulled, held a gun to her head, he would insist not only to open the door, but beat up his co-pilot, this that was innocent that woman, was for no reason, just to open the door, knowing full well that when a plane does lose its cockpit, when, this, when the terrorists get in there, there's no chance that they're just going to fly it to Heathrow, like that's the whole point. Their 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 best option of survival is to keep the door closed. And the best option for her to survive because the terrorists wouldn't even actually kill her because they knew that was their best option to get him to open the door. So especially when you see how
1: many different points in this TV show, it seems like this heist or this hijack has been thought out of, like you see how far it's gone. We it goes from it the in in terrorists Dubai. being
0: geniuses for getting the guns on and working all together to also like working on the fly, which makes it seem like they're doofuses and they don't know anything, especially since they've started to trust Sam, who is our main character, who really just start standing up randomly at points and saying I want to work with you and they just eventually trust him for that so here's the thing the hijackers to me were not
1: intimidating at all no. all I saw them do this whole entire episode was walk around with a gun and then like threaten to shoot some multiple people guns. yeah multiple guns but also multiple people in different parts of the plane and just like threaten to shoot some people say we're gonna start killing some people never actually doing it and I agree with you where it's like for this is seven episodes so if we're going to have to get somewhere with this TV it's seven show hours
0: because the plane ride is supposed to be six to seven hours long. Yeah, it's
1: taking place in real time. That's something about the show that I actually like, though. Yeah, 24 and Red Eye, again, those were the biggest comparisons I had for it. But did you see, I I agree that, like... I'm only
0: two in. (laughs) Well,
1: Sam Nelson's (laughs) plan is absolutely ridiculous. I did not buy it at all at the end of the first episode. We don't even know
0: what his plan is. He's just, it's revealed that he's a negotiator. And they say that back on the ground. His son reveals that as if it's some, like, he's an FBI agent or a serial killer or something that's, like... No one's supposed to know that he negotiates. And I just didn't understand why that was such a big secret. But again, he kind of scopes out what's going on even before the hijacking takes place, because the hijackers and all their intelligence start discussing their plan right in front of him in first class. And then he sees that they have like, uh, what is it, like bath bags or something? And he's like... No one has the bath bags. <laughs> At all. On the whole entire plane. It was, I, it was such dumb logic. That's the stuff I would have been okay with. If that was the extent of suspension of disbelief for the character to make leaps in logic that he shouldn't have, I would have been fine with that. It's the idea that the pilot, who's been highly trained, would ignore all the advice. The one rule of being a captain, if you're in that situation, is never open the door. And he does that exact reason for no... Like, they don't really explain why. Well, he goes even farther. Like you were explaining, he literally attacks someone. Yeah. I was would... like, how far
1: are you to go if you are going to be the pilot for this. Flight. Yeah.
0: And, and my third complaint about the show is that ground control. Right. Yes. Which was already alerted that there was an incident because when the flight attendant alerted the cockpit, they said there's guns on the plane. Uh, the plane, the captain before he went insane, called down to ground control and said, we have an incident. And then he said, it's a serious incident. And then once he opens the cockpit door and the terrorists come in and force him to contact uh, ATF again, uh, air traffic control or ATC, I guess, um, he tells air traffic control it's been resolved. I don't know what <laughs> world we're living in where, where I think they write up like huge notes on if like a passenger gets punched on a plane. Like yes. any formal incident that occurs that would predicate that sort of interaction would need to be explained all the time. Like there would be so many notes being taken and an aircraft traffic control would not just let them go with that. They wouldn't be like, oh, sure thing. See you on your way. I agree. Like, Dubai, just let them go. And then in the second episode, when it goes to Iraq and they do the same exact thing, and there's also that stall up, you'd think that there would have been follow up questions. The problem
1: yeah. was just that whenever it went to ATC, that was my biggest con with this TV show that they the problem was that that was your biggest that they con. They didn't try to ever figure out what was going on. There was a point in that episode, I think it was the second episode where they were calling the cockpit and no one was answering. And yeah. then someone answers and they say, I'm the captain of this ship. And then it doesn't end up being the, the captain. Ship?
0: <laughs> You're thinking of <laughs> the captain Tom Hanks Phillips. movie.
1: Captain Phillips. Yes. But I'm the captain of this plane. It yeah. didn't end up being the captain. And then, yeah, even like the ATC agent is like, why did you they say just you were the like captain when you weren't the captain? Air
0: traffic controllers have one of the hardest jobs, if not the hardest job in the entire world. It's been well documented that they have some of the highest suicidal rates. But because their job is so strenuous at trying to direct planes around each other, not because they're trying to infiltrate or stop uh, terrorist plots, but the ATC agents here are the ones who are going down into the airport and starting to ask questions to the TSA. Yeah. And the one Dubai agent is the one who went to the TSA lady's house and then got himself murdered. Like it didn't make any sense. The No one called their version of the FBI. No one called the authorities. It was just the ATF agent's I prerogative. Don't, I don't
1: know if you are going to mention this is this was one of your five biggest problems, uh-huh. but another huge problem, the security guard leaving, not like which a, security guard, the, the security guard who gets the phone call from like her husband. No, to, that wasn't
0: a security guard. I think that she w- she let the the like she had been threatened, I think. I think they were cleaning up the business like she had let the guns on. Does that make sense? So you think that she left the guns on.
1: And oh, then maybe because she did She it. Did she answered that it.
0: phone. She did see it inside the suitcase. I think she answered the phone and then she left to come back home after the plane had already taken off which led me to believe that she had been blackmailed to let the, the uh, terrorists get through with the guns.
1: But she seemed so surprised when she was talking on the phone. Like, she seemed really surprised that her husband was kind of freaking out about I the whole situation. I think her husband
0: said something along the lines of they're going to kill the kids or something. So it sounded like she already knew the situation. But how dumb do you have to be as that agent who gets there and there's that weird English cleaning crew that just so happens to look <laughs> super shady and they're like, yeah, they're upstairs. And when he said, yeah, I'm going to leave, I thought that he meant he was going to leave, leave the, the premises. Place. Yeah, I was like, place. oh man, you're going to save your life. By doing that. Out Instead, <laughs> he just like ran upstairs and then they shoot him. It was so dumb. But my fourth point was actually not about that. It was about Sam's text message that he sent. Mm-hmm. So they do address the Wi-Fi issue where everybody on board has access with all their devices to the ground. They can contact. And so as soon as guns come out, wouldn't you think that like 40, 50 messages would have been like really, really undercover, just like sent, we're being hijacked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet no one does that? Well, I mean, Sam technically does it. No, he doesn't though. Even him, like minutes later, he just writes, there's been an incident. The same thing that the pilot said to ground control when they knew full good and well that that there were uh, guns on the plane. The flight attendant had told them that. So I don't understand why no one, everybody's afraid of using the word hijack. And, yeah, and no one contacted the ground. It didn't make any sense. Everybody has like even Apple watches you can text, right? Right? Like, yeah, but- I... The smallest smart devices, you can actually get messages. And in this day and age, everybody whips out their phone constantly. This thing would have been videotaped. There, It would have been streamed. And in the second episode, Sam even ends it with being like, it's impressive that no one has uh, found out that we've uh, hijacked this plane. And it's it's also just madness. Like it's nonsense. Everybody would know at this. point. So, so I want to talk a little bit about the people
1: behind this TV show because they are not really known for dramas um, because Jim Field Smith, he directed all the episodes. He's known for a lot of comedies. She's on my league. Butter, the full second season of episodes, all episodes of Truth Seekers, which I think came out in 2020.
0: I'm sorry, am I misremembering, but is she's out of my league, the one that deals with uh, what's the main character? Jay in that? Show. Yes, he's a TSA agent in that, right?
1: Well, not only that. Actually, he did a show called "Wrecked," which went on for three seasons about a plane crashing on a deserted island and the survivors. It was a, it was a comedy. It was on TBS. Yeah. Had to try and make the try. had to try and survive. Mm-hmm. So I thought mostly because of that TV show, that was probably why he was directing. Also, he's really good friends with the person who wrote this thing, George K., who's also done Netflix series like Criminal. Well, my
0: and, biggest beef is with the writer. I, I again. Idris Elba, Sam uh, what's his face the guy who was in the Lehman Brothers thing and also couplings Cu- right um, that guy the pilot yes I, they should not have taken this role I know that they' probably got a big bag of money for it and that the but, but like they don't know what they're talking about even the, my, my last complaint is probably the pettiest of all of them but it was to deal deal with the passenger etiquette. <laughs> yeah it's horrendous <laughs> yeah. so first of all you got no, the mom okay, yeah. and the dad who didn't uh, make their kid turn down their video game like even though they'd been in the in the air for like an hour a flight attendant would have said something by then. yes and we were supposed to sympathize with those characters because they were complaining about people taking their luggage space Welcome to the club. Everybody has to deal with that. But the idea that you would let your kid be a bad obnoxious and not tra- train them in a way to be like, okay, we have to be considerate to everyone here and turn down the damn game. Like that was crazy to me. But the bigger thing was that old guy. It really got me mad when the old guy starts the plane ride off by trying to bribe the flight attendant, the same flight attendant who ends up being a hero by calling the cockpit and telling them about the planes or about the, the guns on the plane. Right. right? And he and and this guy tries to bribe that flight attendant by with like, uh, I don't know, a single bill saying, can you get my wife up into first class? And for a second, I do feel bad for the old guy because I'm like, he doesn't realize that for an international flight, it can cost anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand dollars to have that upgrade. And so, like, you can't just and also this is his job. Like a flight attendant is not just going to accept like a doorman or like just take a bribe like that. And so the flight attendant, I think he, he answers it or he handles it perfectly. He says, that's not going to get you anywhere. I'm sorry. And then at the end of the show though, they bring it back where the flight attendant is forced to sit next to that guy. And he just looks scared like anyone would be right. Yes. And the guy turns to him in the snarkiest manner in the middle of being hijacked. And says, that's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> you're supposed to feel fuck for you. The Like, what the, yeah. <laughs> f- what the fuck is this? I just was infuriated by the attitudes of the passengers. And by and, and I also don't understand. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And if these hijackers wanted to
1: make, like, I guess an example out of somebody, there was so many different opportunities for them to do so. There's two people, I forgot if it was like at the end of the first episode or beginning of the second episode, second episode. that are just so keen on wanting well, to fight well, they, these they people. They show them in the first episode, yes. but
0: they don't do it in until the second One episode. of them
1: loads their socks filled with uh, golf, golf balls. balls and then the other one takes... What it was it? It was like a was like These a are remote. the Mark
0: Wahlbergs of the group, the ones who say that they would have taken uh, down the 9-11 plane right. and that it never would have uh, right. hit the World it, Trade Right, and they, Center. they
1: literally attack the hijackers uh-huh. and the hijackers don't do anything about it. I well, would think that if these guys the gun were goes really off. violent... The gun goes off. And we don't
0: even know what happened with that. Did the guy get shot or did, uh, did... did it? Because you would think that if it had hit a window, it obviously would have... The air pressure would have changed and there would have been a dramatic scene there. But You
1: also have a ton of people, a ton of people on this plane yes. that keep yelling at the terrorist. There's one point where the terrorist has someone at gunpoint. It's a woman and she, he's holding her by the arm. Is this the same woman who was
0: having the affair with the
1: pilot? No, this is the person with the glasses that they moved to the very back oh, of I the think ship.
0: I think w- there's someone who's like a hidden agent that's actually part of the terrorist group. But that's like as one of the passengers, because that would make sense. That yeah. would be the smart thing to do. That
1: would be like inside man. Kind of like we were talking yeah. about, but literally one of the people who was sitting down is like, "Hey, you're hurting her arm," and I feel like if I was a hijacker, I'd be even that would be too far. I just felt like these hijackers <laughs> let the people get away with so much. I on think this we're led plane. to believe
0: that the hijackers have some form of moral code that they're that they're trying to abide by.
1: But even even if that was the she case, she even
0: asked for ice for the guy's bruise.
1: Why do they take like the the Nintendo game that happens in Inside Man? The guy lets the kid take the
0: leave well, the back, PSP. Yeah, because back then a PSP couldn't connect. To other devices and give information, but, in, but a in DS this,
1: can't. I don't think.
0: Well, I, even if it couldn't, the guy wasn't sure, so he was just like, "We can't let the, there be exceptions here. Who knows what this could be?" I didn't really have that much of a problem with those things. What I did have a problem with was for a show called Hijack, where I wanted it to be high leverage, crazy stakes, yes. fighting the whole time. Okay. Half of the entire plot was based on the ground control. On the oh, sorry, not just the not just the um, air traffic control people, but like ground. Plot like people who are just associated, like Sam's ex-wife, Sam's uh, kid, Sam's uh, ex-wife's boyfriend. I don't give a shit about any of them. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was so bored out of my mind watching these people who I don't care about. The the one ATF, uh, ATC agent who was um uh, who dropped her kid off at class. Yeah. Why did we have to see two scenes? We of that? follow Alice Sinclair
1: for, throughout uh, some of the second episode. There's
0: so much like fluff in this that doesn't need to be there. And even if it was just the hijack stuff, I would have a problem with how they handled the plane and that it's not logical and that there's just so much nonsense with it. But like the fact that the other half of it also doesn't make any sense. It, it just kills me. I'm giving this thing a two out of 10.
1: I wanted, okay, so I want to explain my rating because you I it? said I, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Okay. But it's not because I said I enjoyed it at the very beginning for de- very different reasons. Well, for kind of the same reason, actually. It's so bad that it is good. And I felt like at different points, it did reach that threshold
0: where I was like, this is just so funny. Remember like, when I said that the ATC people have like the hardest job? Yeah. They had a guy playing solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, are you are you saying that that's, it was that bad? Oh because... uh, Well, yeah,
1: and also when you take into account, uh, like, scenes at the very beginning of the second episode where Idris Elba, or uh, Sam, he finally gets the gun, and he could, I know it's part of his big plan or whatever, but he could seriously do some leverage with this thing, and, and finally, like, kind of help everyone out on the plane, because we know deep down that's what he wants to do, but then he hands the gun over to the terrorists. Just things like that, where it was like, this is so ridiculous, and everybody, so dumb. All the other
0: terrorists had guns, and I think it was kind of given that he was just going to hand it over.
1: It's just the whole show. It seems like every single decision, the writers just wanted to go the opposite way to make it kind of like a twist. And I just found it so funny after a while. I think that if you want to watch a show that is very, very bad, because yeah, if I were to turn my brain on two out of 10, absolutely. But uh, seven out of 10, if you want to see something entertaining, I think
0: they could have done something clever. And if they had been able to get into the cockpit, any reasonable way, where they didn't even have to make it super duper realistic, but show that they went through the process of not just the old, I'm going to shoot this person, so you better open up. Mm -hmm. That is such a trope, and it's so old, and it doesn't actually explain much. And also, I feel like we just don't know the terrorist motives, and we're no closer two episodes in than anything else. So we're watching just the ground people not figure it out. And then finally kind of get suspicious by the end there. Yeah. And, and Again, because of Alice. And so so that, moves, that seems to be moving slow. And we're not learning anything about what the terrorists want. And we don't even really know what Sam's big plan is to get out of this. And they've given us no hints as yeah. to that at all. So I have no interest in seeing the rest of the show. I just I just don't like it.
1: I do have a game for this show if you want to switch Fun. to that. All right. So there are so many different movies called Hijack on this list mm-hmm. that I have three actual ones called Hijack yeah. with a little like description for each, but one of them is false. I want to see if you can guess which one. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, in a 2008 Indian action thriller, a plane is hijacked by six terrorists who demand the Indian government release a fellow comrade, Rashid Omar. Okay, that's the first one. A 2000 film about hackers orchestrating a virtual heist, taking control of the global banking system, leaving Alex Donovan a computer prodigy to stop the chaos. I mean, that
0: sounds so plausible because all the 2000 movies dealt with hackers and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's even a film called Hackers, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: a 1998 film about a prestigious senator and the passengers on board a train who are kidnapped by a militia group. And then the last one is a 1975 TV movie, uh, a children's drama film about three kids on a beach who are approached by a man with a hand grenade who takes them hostage aboard his yacht so that's the 2008 indian action thriller the 2000 film hackers a 1998 film about the prestigious
0: Center, and the 1975 kids film i i would go ahead and say C because that there was the least amount of detail with that one and i just don't understand what exa- so they get on the train and what
1: they, they that's just all that that's okay all there so i'll is. go see Okay, it's actually the B. It's the heist one. Oh. I, I was wanting to do this game at the Wait, start. Wait,
0: it's a, it's the two thousand film. Yeah, it's a two thousand film. So did you use hackers as a as a way of doing it? I like, did. Uh, yeah, I did something like okay, right, hackers. All right, all right. You adapted. I
1: wanted to do it at the start because again, you have a plane, you have a train, and mm-hmm. you have a yacht. It's always some form of transportation. And well, it yeah, seems how like, else do you hijack something? <laughs> but that's <laughs> but that's always kidnapping. what it is. It's just the same. No, thing I think that's what the word means. Again.
0: Like, if otherwise, it would be kidnapped. <laughs>
1: I know that for this thing, they shot it on actual plane. They dismantled it a lot. I think Idris Elba said that there was something like over
0: 400 extras for this thing. And sometimes it could get really hot whenever they were doing that. I'm so used to giving Apple props for the way it looks, for its sound. And yes, it does sound like an airplane. Congratulations. And for the acting. But I just can't even give props for the acting, even for people that I like, because of the stuff that they're making them do. So, so I'm not I'm not giving Apple that that, that freedom anymore. Not with this one. I Two know out of 10, worst I know, Apple show I've ever seen. I know there's this is kind
1: of uh, with the UK Apple like another edition of that because Slow Horses is doing it and the Essex Serpent. And I think that this was released kind of alongside that news that this was going to be made because they shot it in London. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Do you want it to get another season? I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it because <laughs> Idris Silva said that he was open to doing it, but there hasn't been any
0: word on it yet. That sounds very similar to the Suicide Squad thing that he would be open to renewing his role there but then they ended up doing it with peacemaker and he stuff.
1: has a bigger he has a bigger hand in this though like his production company i think it's called open door or something along those lines green door pictures is
0: helping produce this idris elba no. mm-hmm. all right well have you i never even watched luther but uh i've seen him so much uh, he's he's a good actor but it's just this was not my cup of tea thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye
1: bye